How is China Southern Airlines weathering the COVID-19 storm? Airlines senior VP said domestic travel in China is very safe, and the demand has increased very quickly. For the international network, because of the restriction of the government, airlines in China still have very low capacities for international travel. The airline needs to restructure its fleet, including return some old wide-body aircraft, cut some orders of new aircraft, and restructure the financial or liaising structure. The two gentlemen talked about how China Southern Airlines and the broader airline industry as well have adjusted to the COVID-19 coronavirus crisis. Read on or sit back and listen to this COPPA Center for Aviation event. Adrian Schofield. Principally, could start by talking about how your home market is faring at the moment. For China, has domestic capacity and demand fully recovered, or have the subsequent COVID waves affected that? Xiong Wu. From my view, and especially from the start of this year, I think the domestic amount have fully recovered. As you know, thanks to the government's great work for the prevent the pandemic, the control of the pandemic, I think domestic travel in China is very safe. Just from January to February, during the peak season, the normal peak season of the spring festival for China, because the government advocate people to stay home for their holidays, it's a little decrease of this season. But after the spring festival, the demand has increased very quickly. I think from last month, from March, the domestic demand is fully recovered in time. Adrian Schofield. Right. Very good. And I think your capacity is now above pre-COVID levels again, isn't it? Xiong Wu. The peak season of the inaudible 002 and 33 seconds, because we have short holidays for the inaudible 002 and 39 seconds, festival. All the airlines in China take their full capacities of the domestic network. Compared to the 2019, the capacities this year is fully recovered for the domestic network. Adrian Schofield. Right. Xiong Wu. But for the international network, because of the restriction of the government, we still have very low capacities for international travel. Adrian Schofield. Right. Yes. I was going to ask you about that. For international, how much of your network is actually operating? Xiong Wu. Nearly 10%. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. What sort of restrictions remain on international travel into and out of China? Xiong Wu. We still implement the Flight 1 policies for the airlines to operate international routes. For every single airlines, operate single route to single country, once a week. That means flight one policies. We still have some green line to some certain countries, have different policies, just like Korea and some countries. But the capacity is still very low because we need to prevent the inbound pandemic. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. Are you seeing any signs of international recovery? Xiong Wu. Let's see. From last year, I think the demand is very strong because as you know, at that time, many business people, many travelers, many students still in overseas countries, they need to come back to China. So at that time, the demand is very strong. But in this year, the international demand is decrease a little because not knowing, because many countries close their boat. So few people can travel overseas. So the inbound passengers, the inbound demand is decrease. Adrian Schofield. Right. Do you have any sense of when you might start to see recovery in international demand or traffic for your airline? Xiong Wu. 
I think the international demand is still exist, but the most headache and the most important things is to relax the restriction of the international travel. I think, especially the pandemic is still increase in many countries, recently. So the people still afraid to go out. So I think maybe in a little long time, the situation will be remain from now. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. What fleet changes has China Southern had to make in response to COVID, in terms of parked aircraft, early retirements, lease returns or that sort of thing? Xiong Wu. Yeah, that's very important. That's very important for this inaudible 006 and 52 seconds, season, for every airlines. We need to restructure our fleet, including return some old aircraft, some wide-body aircraft, and cut some orders of the new aircraft, and restructure the financial or liaising structure. I think it's very important for every airlines to reduce the costs, even though from our view, the international networks still face many difficulties in the future. So we must rethinking about our structure, our business model, our future. Adrian Schofield. Right. Are you able to say what particular types have been retired early due to COVID? Xiong Wu. We are just starting to return some old aircraft one Adrian Schofield. Right. Xiong Wu. Such as Airbus 330. We also think about how to. We can. The largest aircraft in our fleet, such as Airbus A380, is still on our consideration, how we can solve this problem. But up to now, we still just on starting and only touch some aircrafts on our airports. Adrian Schofield. I see. Xiong Wu. But I think in the future, especially for the long-haul, wide-body aircraft, we still need to have some ways to solve it. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. I'm glad you brought up the A380S, because I was going to ask you about that. What future do you think the A380S have at China Southern? You indicated that maybe you're reconsidering their future at the airline. I know a lot of airlines are reconsidering the A380S. Xiong Wu. Yeah. I think, not only for China Southern, but also for many airlines, we must rethink about the A380. Maybe it's too large for the route, and the operation cost is very high. And the future demand for the international route is. Up to now, we still have not get the signals to recover in the coming years. So we must rethinking about our structure of the fleet, especially for the wide bodies. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. And in terms of your future growth plans, have you had to defer any aircraft orders? And do you expect to receive any deliveries this year? Xiong Wu. We're very cautious about the new aircraft introduction. But for the future, I think for the domestic network, is still increasing. For the narrow-body aircraft, for the short-haul or short-to-middle haul, narrow-body aircraft is still on demand for our network. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. So you have had to defer some orders? Some deliveries? Xiong Wu. Yeah, we still introduced some new aircraft, even last year. Adrian Schofield. I see. Okay. But you think primarily, narrow bodies. Xiong Wu. Yeah. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. Just switching gears a little bit there've been some big changes related to the bankruptcies of other airline companies. I'm just wondering what effect, if any, that might have on China Southern, 
and particularly thinking about the HNA bankruptcy. Do they have any effect on your position in the market? Wu Xiang Wu. I think the whole industry is now serve a performed change. Not only the bankruptcy, but other changes. I think for every airlines, we must think about how to, can face the difficulties in the future. So China Southern, we still just the studying about the situation of the global industry. Just watching about the industry in every areas. But for the decision for the make, I think is still very difficult to make in a very short time, because I think, the landscape of the future is not evidence. We still watch out, step by step, and thinking about the lesson of the industrial recovery. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. Do you think there'll be any more consolidation or mergers, or bankruptcies in the Asia-Pacific region? Or do you think we've seen most of the ones that are going to happen? Xiang Wu. I think it's hard to say. Maybe consolidation, maybe some acquisition can work for some region. But it's determined timing how long where the pandemic will last. For some consolidation, it's still a big burden for them, for the cash flow, for the cost. I think up to now, it's hard to say which choice is what. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. You mentioned the green lanes and the travel corridors earlier. I'm just curious, even with the start of the vaccine programs and the vaccine rollouts, is it still important to introduce more of the travel corridors and green lanes? Xiang Wu. It's determined on the effectiveness of the vaccine program. I think the implement of the vaccine program is effective ways to recover the international travel, but every government is very cautious to reopen their port, to prevent the incoming pandemic. China have some green line to some certain countries, but the traffic, the volume is still very low. So I think in the future, we just watch the situation will be changed. If one country can control the epidemic, I think it's a good signals for the bilateral travel. But it's very difficult to connect different countries. So I just think about maybe in the future, it's a bit difficult for the hub, because they have the effective for the many points that you can connect via the hub. So the pandemic control may some effective in some certain country. Just the bilateral can open their boat, relax their restriction, but it's hard to relax every point, every inaudible 0, 16 and 11 seconds, of their whole network. So the cost is huge to inaudible 0, 16 and 19 seconds, the hub. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. And related to that point, what new technologies and processes will be most important as we start back into international travel, do you think? Xiang Wu. Many aspect talking about the new technology implement in this industry, but I think before the pandemic, some new technologies have already introduced to this industry, such as the contactless technology. Some infrastructure use the digital platform and the technologies. But for the situation after the pandemic, I think is not the key point to recover the future demand, the future connection, because if the people want to travel, that process not only in the airports, in the cabin, they must travel to the destination, the society. They need many contactless. So the vaccine program and the control of the pandemic is most critical to recover of the future travel demand. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay, thanks. What business models or types of airlines do you think will do best in their recovery? Do you think LCCs will have a larger advantage in the post-COVID environment? Xiang Wu. Yeah. I think they have the privilege. I think after the pandemic, 
I think it's very important for airlines to increase their efficiencies. And also, the point-to-point business model is very important. Just to as I say, if one country opened their port to a certain country, the point-to-point travel will be increased in a certain time. But it's difficult for every point, every countries to open their port one day, in the same day. But the hub-spoken business model is based on the connection between any point where the hub. But in the future, maybe the point-to-point will recover first. Adrian Schofield. Right. Woshiung Wu. For the LCC is efficient, connect point-to-point. So I think it's quite a privilege. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. Has the pandemic affected your hub strategy at all? And related to that, what are the challenges and advantages of your double hub operation? Woshiung Wu. I think for China, the situation is different because we have a huge inaudible 020 and 9 seconds, market. Adrian Schofield. Right. Woshiung Wu. So for the double hub, for China Southern, I think it still have great chance for us. Not only for the international travel, but for the domestic travel. We need to coordinate our hub spoken change and the point-to-point network, that those effective. Adrian Schofield. Right. Okay. Is it possible, with all of the changes and the cutbacks with some other big Asian connecting carriers, that the big three Chinese airlines, could it increase their share of international connecting traffic in the post-COVID environment? Woshiung Wu. It's hard to say right now, I think. It's depend on the control of the pandemic. If some country can't control the pandemic and have the privilege to connect the world, connect a different country, I think it has the privilege to grasp the map to share. But for China, think we need to face new challenge. Not only the big three, but also the other counterparts of the industry. Adrian Schofield. Right, right. Okay. And regarding domestic demand, do capacity and traffic levels tell the whole story? I'm interested, what are yield and average air trends looking like in China at the moment, for the domestic market? Woshiung Wu. As you know, because the restriction of the international network, so for the network, is over capacities. Adrian Schofield. Oh, the capacity. Woshiung Wu. The price war is inaudible 0.22 and 25 seconds, everywhere. Adrian Schofield. Right. Woshiung Wu. So it's hard to control the price. Based on the relation between the demand and the supply, we must adapt. So in certain periods, I think is still being challenged. Adrian Schofield. Right. So there is overcapacity in the domestic market, is there? Woshiung Wu. Yeah. Adrian Schofield. Okay. Wow. Right. I know that China has embarked on an amazing airport and infrastructure building program. Has that slowed down any, due to the pandemic, or is that still going at the same pace? Woshiung Wu. It's still going as normal, I think, because as you know, the facilities in China, Chinese airports, is need to renew and to enlarge. Many airports in China are very congested before the pandemic. So we need to restructure an inaudible 023 and 44 seconds, facilities. Adrian Schofield. Great. Okay. Do you think there'll be any changes to business or premium travel demand resulting from the pandemic? I know there's been a lot of talk about that in the industry, and everyone wants to know if premium and business demand will come back, 
or if online meetings like this might damage that a little bit. What do you think about that? Wu Xiang Wu. I think the business travel will come back. I have the inaudible 024 and 18 seconds, very confident. Even some new technology such as the virtual meetings and some virtual social network, the face-to-face meeting is still very important. And some businessmen need to travel to their on-site thing, and we need to coming together to face-to-face meeting, face-to-face drinking, face-to-face party partying. I think inaudible 024 and 54 seconds, very important. Adrian Schofield. I agree. All of those are important. Just as a final question, this is a very broad question, and it's a little bit looking into the future, but when do you think, just approximately, international travel will start to gain momentum again in Asia-Pacific? And do you think the Asia-Pacific region will be slower to recover than other regions? Xiang Wu. I think it will be more sooner for the Asia-Pacific to recover than the other region of the world. Adrian Schofield. Right. Xiang Wu. As you know, many countries in Asia-Pacific, and especially for the short-haul connection, I think it will be recovered sooner than the long-haul. So I think it will be recovered first. After the pandemic. Adrian Schofield. You think the Asia-Pacific region will recover sooner, you think? Xiang Wu. Yeah. Adrian Schofield. Okay. Great. Very good. Well, that's all the time we have today. I'd like to thank Mr. Wu very much, again, for taking the time to talk with me, and giving us such a great insight into China Southern and the China market. Hashtag rebuilding travel.